0: It really is. Is this a technicality um, where everybody's just being hypersensitive? I don't think so, because everybody in the legislature, when the new maps came out, like, here's where the lines are, guys. Everybody went and said, oh, my house is within the new district. Or, oh, no, I'm going to have to sell my house, or I'm going to have to go get a new house if I want to stay in the legislature. And some people chose not to do that. You John, know? did you see Hashmi's tweet? Yeah, she was really ugly about it, I thought. You know, oh, these are just MAGA extremists trying to question you know, election deniers. It went back to that, that right. old tired. I got statement. it right here. You want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Uh, Leave it to MAGA election deniers to spread lies and throw a tantrum over the outcome of an election. I'm proud the voters have reelected me so I can keep serving our community, and I am excited to continue delivering results for Virginia families. Yes. Yeah, so- no one's questioning whether you got more votes. <laughs> it's not election deniers. It's whether you uh, were shady about filling out your, or you know, I mean, quite frankly, criminal in uh, uh, filling out your forms. I mean, I, it's. She it's said really she's proud lousy. to represent uh, our community. That—that's the question. Community. Whose yeah. community is she representing? And the problem she's going to have, I think, is that she filled out the forms and didn't acknowledge. The house that she and her husband have lived in since 1999—that's worth $600,000. No big deal. Fine, fine. But, but if uh, the only way you don't acknowledge that in the forms, as I understand it, and I'm assuming I've been told correctly, because I want un, I want to be fair to Ghazala Hashmi, I don't want to be unfair. But it sounds like you must acknowledge all property that's not your primary residence. And she excluded that house, which isn't that a acknowledgement that you consider this to be your primary residence, even if you've got an apartment. Look, I mean, I've known people who were in the General Assembly when got an apartment, but yeah, I mean, you got to get all your paperwork, you got to get all your bills sent there. You do have to spend the night there. It can't be just some furnished apartment that you never stop by or you stop by and um, have a cocktail on Friday night and that's it. I mean, you actually got to live there. That's different from Congress. You know, we were talking earlier in the show about how if you were in Congress, you don't have to live in the district. So I hate to break it to everybody. The law actually matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if I don't think a lot of people love Ghazala Hashmi, I've been told that she's not very well liked in her own caucus. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but whether you like somebody, whether you don't like somebody, whether they're Republican or Democrat, Um, You got to obey the law. And I'm a little worried that some Republicans might have pulled this stuff. So everybody should be on notice. I am sure that the snoops are out there checking and double checking the paperwork and saying, where's your house? Where's you? You know, Um, and if she has if she has not been honest here. It seems to me she's got to be disqualified. I don't think Hayden Fisher, who I personally like, is going to waltz into the Senate. I think we'll wind up with a special election and see the Democrats have screwed themselves on this, too. Forgive me for using that language. But they are the ones that have, require 45 days of advanced voting. So if that's the case, if she's disqualified and there's a special election, I think that means that no one will be representing that part of Richmond, Chesterfield, in the General Assembly this year. So and why? Because you can't have a fast special election. I think you have to have the forty-five days of voting. So see, it's a mess. Bottom line is fill out your forms correctly. Be serious. Don't try to play games because these days with power so tightly shared, somebody's gonna catch you on it. All right, 739 on this Wednesday morning. It's the fifteenth day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio W R V A. Doug Wilder was in the state senate before he became lieutenant governor, before he became governor, and then came back to be mayor of Richmond. And he was with us in Hopewell for the latest edition of Politics and Pints just a few days before the election. He's back with us this morning, Governor Wilder. Uh, I maybe I should start with this. Do you have an opinion? Have you been tracking this Ghazala Hashmi story? Good morning to you.
1: Good morning to you, John. Always good to be with you. Yes, sir. I've been sure I've been following the story, and not- I. I think it's very simple. Either you live there or you don't. Yeah, and uh, that will uh, spell spell itself out. And um, I think it's very simple. And uh, and you go by certain things that you've already iterated what they are and where do you live, what do you say, and <clears throat> and look, let's not joke about it or let's not beat around the bush about it, people find artificial ways to say they live someplace and, and they don't. Right. So it's not a question of whether others may do this. The question is, is it being done in this instance? If so, straighten up. And she'll have to do that. Yeah. There's no, no question about it. She will have to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I hope sober, stoic, responsible people will do the investigation <laughs> and, and be fair, you know, be fair in their analysis of this. We'll see how it goes. Well, will do that. What'd you think about the, the final election results? Republicans, Governor Youngkin, you know, as much as I like him and I do think he worked hard and he raised a heck of a lot of money, it just didn't break the way he wanted it to break for Republicans.
1: Well, the, the question really is what issues were they bringing to show that there was the need for the break? Mm. Well, from, from what I saw, Youngkin was saying things like, uh, elect, help me get somebody there, elect some people that I can work with. Now, when you make that kind of statement, you're saying you can't work with other people. You should never do that. Mm. You can work with anybody. You've heard me say on your show, I never saw an aisle. I reached across the aisle. No, there is no aisle. I work with Republicans, Democrats, independents, or whomever. Once they are elected, they are representatives of the people. They are not Republican or Democratic representatives. And unfortunately, that has occasion. And Governor Yonkin, as you know, is new to this. And so he's learning, and I'm quite certain that he won't make these kinds of mistakes in the future.
0: Right. Do you think that the abortion issue was the driving factor? I've got different people telling me different things about that. Some of it is their instinct, political instinct, which may or may not be good. And some of it's data driven about who actually turned out and uh, voted Democrat or Republican. What do you think?
1: Well, it could have been, <clears throat> as you know, I have a little experience in that. Yeah. I, uh, my election <clears throat> came about right at the time of uh, Roe v. I mean, uh, the Roe v, Roe v. Wade. Right. But see, see, the issue is not whether you are for abortion or against abortion, and I never did say that. The issue is whether you support an individual's right, a person's right to choose for themselves the kind of life they want. Mm -hmm. And that has not been articulated to the extent that it should be by those persons who either favor or oppose. And I think one of the things, as you know, the governor proposed certain additions to what the waiting period should be. Uh, So he stepped into it. Yeah. It is such a complicated issue. You've got to know exactly what you're talking about and how you nuance it when you're speaking to the people. So it really comes out this way. I am against abortion. And when you talk about a 15 week ban, and then when you say you're against abortion, well, other than the case of of rape or incest, is is that it? Well, uh, there might be some others. If I were advising the governor on that issue, I, if he opposed it, he could have said that well, what is going on in our state, that people should have the opportunity to determine for themselves. I would hope that the people would see fit to do it. Oh, but he didn't, so he's, he's the government. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you were listening earlier. I'm kind of nervous about asking you this question because it seems like it's a little bit of a hand grenade but i'm going to ask it all right Um, and you know when we did politics and pints i told you i said you know you you if we went through a hundred things that doug wild or the governor had an opinion on or bills that you signed into law there'd probably be things that you and i completely disagreed on Um, but i will tell you i've respected the fact that you earned every step of the way from the Senate to the lieutenant governor's office to the governor's office, nobody can take that away from you, and and especially right. at a time in Virginia where uh, that might not have been an easy thing to do. All right, what's your tough question? Okay. The tough question is Don Scott, who is now right. going to be the Speaker of the House of Delegates. Now, I, yeah. Governor, I'm kind of offended. Maybe I don't have a right to be, but I'm offended that he is a former drug dealer who spent seven years in prison. And I don't think that it's right for someone with that history to hold that position. I don't get to choose who the people of Portsmouth send to the General Assembly. They get to decide that. But this strikes me as different. Would you argue with me about that? Well, no, I would not argue with you as to
1: how you feel about it. And, And you need to understand what I'm saying. You are entitled to feel that. However, the people of Portsmouth are entitled to feel how they feel about it. Right. The persons who ever granted him a pardon, and I think it was the Republican governor, Republican former Attorney General uh, Bob McDonald, who granted him rights, granted his pardon. So, to the extent that that happened, to the extent that he now became leader. Mm-hmm. defeating a, a person, now to the extent that he has become the Speaker
0: and elected
1: by his colleagues. They didn't have to do it.
0: I they know. But, rever- you know, you, so have the, you have the status yeah. of being the first African-American governor elected right? by the people in America, and you earned that, right? and you didn't right? screw up your life. You didn't make bad decisions. I mean, well, you know, so I just...
1: It, well, let's assume that what you're saying is that like, he could have learned from his mistakes. He has said so. He has said he's now to leave. No one had to vote for him. He didn't have a pistol at their head. Right. He didn't do any of those things. So, so the real issue is this should a system of government exist where the people are free to make their decisions for themselves? as to who they want to lead them. That's the real issue. Well,
0: that so is, we just, and uh, the to. other factor is the standards. What do we have as standards? Because exactly. I wouldn't exactly. vote for a Republican who was in the same situation, black, exactly. white, Asian, gay, whatever. So, I just wouldn't work so for him. So now the question is, did he learn from his mistakes? Has he
1: shown a different kind of life? Is, is this something that he should have as a bag, right. badge of dishonor that follows him for the rest of his life? Right. His colleagues. Have said no. They yeah. Don't think so. Now, he wasn't opposed by uh, just anybody. He knocked off a lady who was running for governor. Still, his name, Miss McCorn. Right, right. Uh, she couldn't beat him. Obviously, she didn't make the case that you made. And if she did make it, it didn't stick. Right. Well, I hear you. So, okay. Okay. I know you hear me. <laughs> the right. Other thing I want you to hear is that. As you know, we were talking about j yes. making this study, and they're going to make it. Isn't it interesting? After everybody else and the governor had a chance to do this, we spoke to the governor about looking at the investigation as to hundreds of millions of dollars. Now we find out that's just going to be that, hundreds of millions of dollars. Even the congressional delegations, in and Warner and Bobby Scott have said, hey, look, we." We, if there's a problem as it relates to what they did at that level, if it involves federal funds, we want to look at it. Now, J-Lock is going to look at it, and I can tell you there's something rotten in Denmark. Something
0: is wrong. You got it. I wrong. There's and a reason everybody's problem. slow walking this. It doesn't make sense to me. This is the, a
1: big deal. The one thing that bothers me about this, though, Tim Caines, Bobby Scott, Warner, they sent their response back to saying they welcome the opportunity for j Locke to look into it. Right. They think it's a state issue. However, if it is a federal issue, they think that that should be looked into, and they're asking the federal authorities to look into it. They sent that and signed it. Yeah, Jennifer McClellan didn't. Yeah, Jennifer McClellan, Somebody's got to be it. held accountable. Her chief of staff said, well, she she's not gonna respond to it. But she wasn't asked. I think Jennifer McClellan owes the people of the Virginia Me too. explanation. Explanation as to one, why she wouldn't why she says she wasn't asked to sign
0: yes. a non
1: disclosure agreement. And if she did sign a non disclosure agreement,
0: why so? She's got some explaining to do to the people of Virginia. Well, you're holding people accountable, and that's one reason and I admire what? you. We're Governor Doug Wilder. To do it. Thank, Thank you, God. sir. I appreciate it. Right, Seven fifty. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio W R V A.